0: Welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Uh, Hope you're doing well. Jason, hi. Hi. It just doesn't want to die was the last thing Jason said before we started the video. (laughs) It's our uh, computer. Anyway, we're having a technical issue, so hopefully the sound comes through clearly, but uh, we've been uh, talking about some different topics. We talked about a podcast that came out recently, um, and then we started a little series on parables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so the first question that we asked was, uh, why did Jesus speak in parables? I think we very hopefully covered that. that. So That was good. Um, and then uh, this time we're going to talk a little bit about the parable of the sower, mm-hmm.
1: Matthew thirteen. Yeah. So why don't you guide us through that? Because that's the first one he brings up, which yeah. sort of sets the table for all parables, and really for, I mean, it's a really pivotal teaching about like just why people don't hear the yeah. word of God with you know with like spiritual profit. Yeah. Know, what's actually going on in the heart?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So the um. So yeah. The first thing that's helpful with all the parables is just talking about the fact that they're kingdom parables so mm-hmm. it's describing, in Matthew 13 yeah, it's yeah. describing the kingdom yeah. and so um, when we talk about the kingdom there's two components to that. there's a future kingdom that's coming right. and there's a present reality we're citizens of a, of a present reality and yeah, yeah. that Christ is our king uh, he's not yet seated on the throne of his father mm-hmm. David he's mm-hmm. not ruling from Jerusalem all the things that the kingdom will entail but uh, he's describing what it means to be a member of this coming kingdom yeah this thing this thing that's coming in the future right. so uh, what does it mean to be a member Remember the kingdom. Well, he gives this parable about the soil, uh, the, so, the four mm-hmm, soils mm-hmm. And, the, and the seeds that are scattered mm-hmm. there. And uh, in... in because the gospel writers, I think the gospel writers know these are confusing things. And mm-hmm. so Matthew includes the explanation that Jesus offers the mm-hmm. disciples here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have the parable, which happens in verses three through nine. And then we have the explanation of the parable, yeah. verses 18 through 23 of Matthew 13. Right. So uh, there's four soils. Uh, the first soil, the seed falls on rocky place. Christ says, this is uh, when the the word of the gospel, the word of the kingdom goes out and, and then birds come pick it up and it's taken out of the heart. And yeah. that's really, he says in chapter uh, Thirteen, verse nineteen, he says, "The evil one comes, snatches away yeah. what has been sown in, yeah. in his heart." So yeah. you have Satan who takes that out. He blinds yeah. the minds of the unbelieving. Paul says right. in Second uh, Corinthians four, yeah. four, and so Satan's yeah. blinding them the heart; yeah. they don't hear the gospel, right. even though it's proclaimed to them. They don't hear it with yeah. efficacy, yeah. Um, and so they're not saved. Uh, but then there's two soils that are very confusing mm-hmm. and have been confusing for church history. I think uh, the first soil is, the, so- is the, the first soil is the one um, that's sown in rocky places. It's someone who uh, he says in verse twenty. He he hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yeah. He doesn't have a firm root in himself, he yeah. says in verse 21, but is only temporary and when affliction or persecution arises because the word immediately falls away. Um, and then uh, the second one is the, the one that th- falls among the, the, the thorns. The thorns mm-hmm, grow up, mm-hmm. and they choke it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the thorns are the deceitfulness of wealth uh, and, and worry, and so those the worries yeah. of the world. So those two things are the things that can choke out the word. Mm-hmm. The reason why this is a question is, it seems that they're believers, right? right? So you have this statement that, they, that uh, Jesus says, they, they temporarily spring yeah. up, and you think, yeah. oh, maybe they're temporarily truly believers. Yeah. Um, and then something else comes in and, and, and yeah. kills it. So right. whether it's the scorching into the sun, which right. is the persecution, or the right. choking out of uh, you know the, the deceitfulness of riches and, and the worries of the world. So the question is, are they true believers, mm-hmm. right? And the mm-hmm. answer we would give is no. What's happened is there's an apparent growth, right. but there's no actual firm root. And yep. that's where that language is so important. He says there's no firm root in themselves. Yeah, uh, they don't actually have that root of true salvation. Right. There's just an external uh, statement of faith. There's mm-hmm. some external evidences of Mm-hmm. Of salvation, but mm-hmm. then that's that's all there is. Just external. True faith is not there. Yeah, the yeah. reason we would say that is because true faith understands that persecution uh, comes from the loving, uh, loving hand of a heavenly Father. Yeah. Uh, Jesus says, "Rejoice" in Matthew five when, <clears throat> when you're yep. persecuted, and yeah. so. Um, a true faith understands the goodness of God in those yeah. situations, and true faith knows the value of Christ above the value of the world mm-hmm. and the things that could maybe deceive us, like riches yep. or cause us to worry. Uh, and so he's what he's really saying is these are not true plants. They right. look like true plants, but they're not but they're true not. plants. Yeah. 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 So we would we would categorize these under unbelievers yeah. who just have external shows of salvation, which right. then suddenly you know fall away eventually, right. who are not really saved.
1: Just like Hebrews six, exactly, and the it's, other warning passages. There. Yeah, the other warning passages yeah. about it, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly.
0: Uh, did the danger of not actually having true faith? Yeah. So, <clears throat> first seed, everyone agrees, unbeliever. Yeah. Second seed and third seed, second soil and third soil, we would say are not believers. Yeah. Uh, they 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 evidently are not believers because they die. And the, the other text that we would use to defend that would be First John two nineteen, where he says mm. they went out from us because, because they were not actually of us. Yeah. If they'd been of us, they would have stayed because born they went fruit out. And yeah, then they normal. would have borne fruit. <laughs> but if they but because they went out, they just actually proved that yeah. they that they're not. Not believers right so first first soil definitely not believers second and third we would say are not believers yeah. the Bible seems to bear that out in a yeah. number of different places of course. fourth soil everyone agrees believe yeah right? yeah yeah the good soil. he just says yeah the yeah. good soil he just says the one who is a true believer the good soil this is the man who hears the word understands it verse 23 who indeed bears fruit and brings forth mm. some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30 so what he's saying is the the seed of the gospel yeah. bears fruit yeah. in the, a life of righteousness yeah. Which is interesting because hes he, it's not the its not the person per se who's bearing the fruit, but it's actually the gospel in the heart of that course. bears the fruit into the life. Yeah. So yeah. true believer, true plant grows, deceitfulness of riches may come, worries of the world may come, persecution yeah. may come, but it yeah. still continues to grow and it bears fruit of the faithfulness and walking with Christ yeah. uh, as that seed is growing right. uh, in the soil that's
1: good. It's fascinating that at the first soil, people will say, this is not right. Because the right. evil one comes and snatches right. away. What yeah. about you know, you know? What about our chance to believe? Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And then it goes back to the Isaiah quote right above it, where it yes. says they'll keep hearing, but they can't. Basically, they can't understand. It's not like they won't. Totally. It's just they can't. They can't. It's like yeah. A, which was go, goes back to the whole purpose of the parables is totally. one of them uh, to sort of seal. Their judgment, unbelieving, yeah. rejecting Israel. Yeah. So, how do we talk to that real quickly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very complex, right? So, yeah, the the only thing we would say <laughs> just, just
0: just to, to con- close it off, tie it just off. to confuse everything <laughs> big time. No, I, I think the um, I think the the way we would talk about that is uh, obviously. Christ is speaking to hide truth from the Jewish yeah, people, and yeah. his purpose there is literally to blind them yeah. uh, so that they're unable to see. Yeah. Though he continues to speak truth, he's using uh, these metaphors in order to in order to sort of conceal yeah. that truth or to mm-hmm. make it more vague for mm-hmm. them to understand. Yep. Yep. Um, God's intentionality in this case was to harden the hearts of the Jewish people. Yeah. And his purpose for that, we know from Romans chapter 11, is to open the door for the Gentiles Gentile to be saved. Yeah. And so he has a broader purpose than right. just these individuals right. who are hearing these messages. Right. And and of course, our natural human instinct is to say, man, that's so that's unfair. Fair. Yeah, that's so unfair. And we would go back to the reality that the truth is that there are two truths that the scriptures teach. One <laughs> is the sovereignty of God, and the other is the responsibility of man. Yeah. The people who rejected Christ knew what they were doing. Yeah, of course. They hated him. Yeah, and they and they ultimately and put him to killed death. Him. Yeah. Right? So they did that of their own volition. They, they were chose forced to do, do that. it. Yeah. There's yeah. no force. They, they were not forced. Yeah. And yet, God was sovereign over all those circumstances. Yeah. Which Goes
1: back to that. Uh, yeah. yeah. We we end up constant, at the bottom. The ultimate question. Exactly. Yeah. We always end up at the bottom
0: where yeah. there's no answer to that. Yeah. How can God be sovereign and man, man be responsible? responsible? And the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I just know those two things are both true. Yeah. Uh, the people that put Christ to death did it with full volition and responsibility and yet they were under the sovereign hand of God working together the things that God planned for the creation for instance the creation and that's the the same
1: thing with the evil one coming away and snatching it exactly it's like how can you do that well Ultimately, that's God's ordination. Yeah.
0: God planned all of that. And yet, and at the same this.
1: time, he's responsible for doing that mm-hmm. as well. And the person hearing it is also responsible for, for the not rejection. hearing it, reject yeah. it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So all of those, yeah, responsibility and all of that causality yeah. comes together into one thing. we just say, well, at the end of the day, we don't exactly understand how it all works. Of but course. we do understand why. Yeah. Why does it happen? We don't well, have to understand how. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually have to understand how yeah. because we can't think at that level. Yeah. But because we're not God. Yeah. Which actually,
1: as a final note, that does i think that's one of those like i remember someone saying like th- those kind of things prove that the bible is not a human creation totally yeah because a human being would never write no, it no, like no. this no because
0: I, I, all that's going to do is cause confusion. confusion and people so, so, will lead your religion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a, that's crazy right yeah. so it's actually helpful yeah I think it's actually a helpful thing yeah. to just be able to say look there's areas of this that god reveals but doesn't explain it's mysterious which is yeah. okay right yeah. i mean we have to be willing to take mystery at times that's so, right yeah Thank you. Very, very very helpful. Yeah, so we'll cover the next one next time. Tears among the weeds. Yep. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) Your favorite. Wow. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.